What's up, everybody? It is Friday, July 30th, and you're listening to the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. Pat had to hop on a bird to get up to Minneapolis tonight for Friday Night Smackdown at 8 o'clock on Fox. Darius Butler was in studio today. Jim Ursay called in with a hilarious story. Kevin Euclid joins the show to break down all the crazy stuff going on in the MLB with the trade deadline and... A.J. Hawk joins the show to chat about everything going on around training camp in the NFL. It's a feel-good Friday. It's a fun show today. Let's get into it. We got a big show today. Twine for that beat drop and shout out to you watching and listening wherever the hell you may be. You're the absolute greatest. Uh, call in at some point today. We'd love to hear from you. one 833 mcafee I look around the studio and I see a lot of beautiful faces and beautiful places and that's right here, right now. Uh, the Hammer Down Boys at Tone Diggs and Cheers, Bubba Pat. Gumpino are here. Boston Connors here. Ty Schmidt's here. The boys in the back are here. And ladies and gentlemen, looking like the after photo uh-huh. whenever people do before after photos yep. whenever they start a massive diet yeah. i think he somehow shed 15 to 20 pounds since yeah. the last time we Stop saw spreading him spreading misinformation ladies and gentlemen darius but i'll tell you 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 were in here before me this morning. I had to pack up for the weekend. Uh, got in a little bit later. We're starting earlier. I mean, it was it was quite an awesome morning. As soon as I got in here, I was like, oh, Darius is here. Okay. And it, where's the other half? Dar- Wait, have you hell? been fasting? Have you been dieting? Are you just getting into better shape? Are you get, Were the joints not able to handle that? I mean, it seemed like he was eating maybe every steroid on earth. Misinformation. Diggs, when he would show up at the house in Tampa for oh, uh, Feel God. Good Friday, shout out to CBDMD down there, and Darius was joining us every single week. He would show up, right, and he would have like uh, the pre-shirt, you know, Jersey Shore pre-shirt yeah. so you mm-hmm. don't get a wrinkle until you go out mm-hmm. or whatever. He would show up in a pre-shirt. He walked in the first day. I'm like, God damn. Holy uh, shit. And I, I, I see his thirst traps on social media. Oh, yeah. Also, I know, and I've been a teammate with Darius. Darius, incredibly, <laughs> you know, stacked athletic dude. Then it seemed like every Friday there, right before we go in here, well, he would take his shirt off, kind of walk through the entire uh, place. What's up, boys? And I'm like, holy shit. Come on. This guy's butt. peacocking around. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought you maybe look a little bit smaller. Is it, are you all right? Uh, unfortunate side effect from the COVID. Oh! Whoa! I dealt with the, the vid got me. Welcome. Welcome. And, um, you know. You had got to? No, nah, no God, no okay. God. I, I avoided the God, but um, you know the COVID. Once it messes with your, your taste and your smell, it kind of messes with my appetite. So, okay, uh, so now you're like eating because I, I wondered this about Diggs. Diggs did not do it, and uh, you did not have that side effect. No, Zito no, didn't do it. But we do have a meeting every Friday. But, of, but when you can't smell anything, don't you? Why don't you just eat like kale? Yeah, like just eat like the super healthy. Is that what you've been doing? It looks like that's probably what you've been. Yeah. Doing. Oh, okay. Is that what you've been up to? You know what? I'm back. I'm on the comeback trail now, so I'm, I'm trying to get my weight back up naturally. Of course. Yeah. yeah of course. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, You're sitting back. next to Gumpy there. I'll be Gumpy. Back. <laughs> You're on the Oju. I don't see. I don't even know what that is. Canadian. Oh, yeah. You know the Canadian always on that shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> they actually are. All right. Let's get to some stories that happened this week. Um, okay. I just got a text. In 14 minutes. Okay. Jim Irsay will be joining. Wow. Nice. Oh, 
This show is the worst show on earth. As I was coming on to the air, you know, because what happened last night with the Chuck Strong backyard huddle, I believe is what they titled this one, at Jim Mercy's house. What happened, if you haven't seen it, is absolutely amazing. We'll talk about it here in a little bit when Jim joins us with you there. Best number. Okay, so uh, do we have his? We have his. Zito has his. E Sorry, this has to happen. I mean, it's fucking Jim. Yeah, Come on, yeah, 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 uh, let's go. It's yeah. happening very soon. Obviously, Zito has his email. Is that cool, brother? Let's talk about some things that happened this week, though. Jim Irsay will be joining us, and then Kevin Euclid will be joining us after Jim Irsay. And then I will be leaving sometime in the second hour. Darius Butler will take over hosting duties. AJ Hawk will be joining us post wife's birthday. We got a good feel good Friday here. Shout out to CBDMD. But before we get to Jim Mercer, Euclid, AJ, or me hitting the road to go to beautiful Minneapolis, Minnesota! By the way, I guess there's Canadian fires. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yikes. There's some crazy stuff going on right now, right? No rain happening in Canada, my friend. Okay, so Michael Cole landed in Minnesota last night. He took a picture of the landing. There's like haze there's like a from the canadian Smoke. fires i guess yeah really? he was low the yeah. plane was low whenever that thing was still there i think it's like a a fog i guess even our clouds uh -huh. at night yeah. if you oh, look, yeah. there's, oh, yeah, a, yeah. there's a bunch of it t's and p's for everybody up in canada by the way uh we don't we have the least canadian canadian on right. the uh -huh. show here in gumpy but t's and p's everybody battling against fires and, and by the way t's and p's everybody we all need them right now. Yeah, everybody needs them. Let's, but let's talk about a little football here. I'm excited to get your take on a couple things. Aaron Rodgers comes back to Lambeau. He now has agreed to a restructured contract with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I'm not 100% sure what all the ins and outs are. I don't think we've been told all of them exactly yet. We do know that the updated cap situations for this season are $27.5 million. Then updated cap for 2022 is $46.1 million. Now, that is vastly different, I guess, because the money that the Green Bay Packers would owe or have dead uh, if they were to trade Aaron Rodgers has gone down. It is less money now, I believe. It's $26 million as opposed to like $40 million or something Correct. like that if it's a pre-June 1st or a post-June 1st trade deadline, whatever it is. I believe more information will get leaked about this contract as the days go on. Who controls what, how it goes. Aaron's got a gift from David Bakhtiari this morning and Aston Martin uh, golf, cart, uh, golf cart, which should be dope. Your thoughts on that situation? Because we haven't got a chance to chat about it. Yep. He's back. That press conference was awesome. Loved it. Uh, now he's got a new contract. Now he's getting gifts. Seems like he's smiling. Cobb's back in there. Your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers and how this whole situation is handled? I mean, uh, you know, obviously he was upset with. We know who he was upset with. Um, and his teammates still like him. So that's a good thing. Really? Still like him. What? No. Like, I, I think, I you know. How? He, he got he, the press conference. I mean, it was it was, it was amazing because obviously everybody's been talking for him all this time. He took a break, got his mental, you know, got his mental right, and um, you know, took shots at who he need to take shots at. And now he's back in the locker room, and I'm sure, um, you know, those guys. Once once you show up for camp, you know, it's all about football and trying to win. And you got. The, the, the reigning MVP back in your locker room. I mean, you ready to roll? Yeah, and the thought, and there was a couple of these from people that were in similar in the locker room. So you expect them to understand situations a little. You just right. naturally, I do. I just expect that there was some thought, I guess, and some chatter that maybe the teammates wouldn't respect Aaron Rodgers, and that was obviously before. He went and did that press conference. This was about him coming back and then not being around for the long haul. So do they respect and trust this guy? There was it was more than 
It was more than a few people that were saying these things. You got it, that, that were in the locker room. That were in locker rooms, right? Like that was my biggest problem. Why? If it's a journalist, cool. Like that's a fairy tale oh, yeah. story you can create, but that's not just real life. That's not how it is. So when I saw players say that, it was vastly interesting. But then after that press conference, and I want to ask your opinion, when he walked back into either the locker room after that press conference and everybody watched it, or into the dorm room, wherever they're staying, what do you think the reaction was of the team? Hey, okay. Yeah. Hey, you went out there and you fucking handled that, didn't you? I I can't believe you. Hey, all right. Hey, that is all. Like those types of situations are things that I think will actually build, bring the team together more. And Trent Dilfer called it the bunker mentality. And that's like a great way to describe it. And obviously Bakhtiari now is all ready for Aaron being back and plenty of others. And Randall Cobb's obviously pumped. He said his teammates are telling him like it looks like he just got fresh out the uh, doing some time there whenever he came back to Green Bay. <laughs> Green Bay is like a Fortune 500 company, and Houston is like a startup, says Randall Cobb. No disrespect to Houston. He nah, said, no disrespect. It's just very different. No disrespect. It's just a much different situation. I just, I think that Aaron's teammates probably love him even more for everything that's happened, and they should because he set a precedent now going forward that could potentially alter some things. Yeah, you, you, and, and I mean, you gotta you gotta act how you can afford to act, right? Be who you can be, afford. Be who you can afford to be. And obviously A Rod can 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 do those type of things. Everybody can't, but he he spoke up. Um, one of the things that stuck out the most to me uh, about that press conference was him speaking about guys or veterans that weren't weren't treated right on their way out. Um, you know, guys who, you know, every the average fan may not think about Micah Hyde, Casey Hayward, you know, James Jones, all these different C Wood, obviously. And uh, they weren't treated right. But uh, he, he said a lot. And uh, a lot, I'm sure that a lot of those other players in that locker room want to say. But um, like I said, once it's time for football, shit, it's time to go. And we got our general back. So um, we're not, I mean, talking about where is he long term and shit like that. I mean, everybody has their own personal shit in that locker room. And uh, as long as you got 12 out there jogging out of that tunnel, you know you got a shot to win every game. Listen, we're all on one day contracts anyways, aren't we? That's right. <laughs> Chuck Pagano. Remember that? He was like, we got today. Listen, we got today. We have no idea what we're going to get tomorrow. So to worry about what's going on five years, a year, five weeks, two weeks down the road, what, what are we doing? We only got contracts for today. We're lucky. To and that's like a real thing in the NFL, yeah. though. And there's a difference between the people that make it and the people that maybe don't make it as far as they should. And the people that make it have the mentality like, hey, today could be my last day here. Yeah. I could get cut. But then once you understand your worth, it's like, how do we maximize everything here? And how do I allow and help this franchise to grow even more i mean it's one of those things where hearing aaron say i want to recruit for them i want to get people to green bay and everything i think and i might be mistaken here but that's like a gm's dream like like we got a mount rushmore guy who wants to bring people to green bay wisconsin to play it's It's not a vacation spot not a vacation destination did you hear gutekun speak afterwards by the way there was this smug arrogance almost and it was like i understand he's a general manager in the nfl okay very impressive that is not an easy thing to do you gotta do your thing but after what just happened and i think he was potentially feeling as if the narrative that he was pumping towards espn folks was still the narrative that everybody felt i don't think he got a good read on the situation post aaron Rodgers press conference where everybody was like oh well actually that guy might be a fucking idiot up there (laughs) and he came in there and just was almost like i I don't want to say passive aggressive but he was he was like passive aggressive and you could just tell like this seems to be a ticking time bomb with this particular guy and aaron is going to be the one that people side with especially after that press conference more so than anybody else what do you have todd yeah for sure and i think it's interesting because you mentioned i think it was yesterday or a couple days ago hey you know he's a general manager like part of that yeah he's brought some good talent to green bay but the other part of that is like 
managing that talent that you do have and when you alienate you know two of your best players in a single offseason like that that says a lot about your duties as a general manager. Devontae Adams now, who knows what's going to happen with him. I'd like to be the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. Guns comes out and says, uh, <laughs> uh, we have a different definition of what highest paid means. There's what? only one definition. Yeah, The highest paid is the highest paid. Well, so it's fascinating, right? Because the way it gets painted in the media when these contracts come out. For instance, Xavier Howard had yeah. the highest contract <clears throat> salary per year. That doesn't include bonuses and everything else where somebody else has with their bonuses and their contract have the highest paid. So it's all dependent upon how you spin it. Yeah. What's going to happen with that, Darius? By with the X? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think he, he gets moved, um, but I, they, they handled that the wrong way. I think they could have moved around some money, kept them happy. And um, nobody bats an eye when they cut, you know, a, a Kyle Van Noy after signing a four-year, $51 million deal. They cut bait on him, you know, for cap issues or maybe he underperformed when it comes to the contract. Um, but X, you know, he was he, he was made the highest pay. The thing that stood out the most was, you know, he didn't really understand the contract, which most of us don't until our representation kind of breaks it down for us. That's what we're that's what they're taking two, three percent for. So um, that's why, obviously, you know, that agent player relationship broke up. And, um, you know, because a lot of us, when that, as long as that money looks right. They're like, oh, yeah, give it to sign. Where do I sign? <laughs> I talked about this because yeah. a lot of people say, well, they're an idiot for signing a contract that they didn't read or whatever. And I, I, I went to bat for those people, and I was like, there are things in contracts that are strictly there for people that want the law school to read and understand and break down. And it's gotten to the point now where contracts, where maybe back in the day where a lot of these old folks say, well, they should know the contract then. And I understand what contracts used to look like. I think I've seen pictures of them and they're just like one page agreements mm -hmm. and people used to shake hands and do yeah. things. It's not like that anymore. There is just piles and piles and piles of clauses and bullshit that are very difficult to understand if you're not in the law law field, basically. Like, well, this means this, this means this, this could happen if this, this won't happen, don't worry about it. With <laughs> It's just there's a lot of shit oh, yeah. in there. So players are kind of at literally the at bay with whoever the agent is that is kind of breaking down everything you got to have a lot of trust you got to understand that they're you got to hope that they're on your side and not potentially on the team side because if they're on the team side they can get you a deal make it look good but also they have other clients that they potentially want to make a deal with in the yeah. future for anything like that there's a big game that's played in that so and, those, it, and those agents and you know in that sports field they they're concerned with how that deal looks on TV, how that deal looks in their pamphlet when they're recruiting another guy. So, hey, I got the highest paid, you know, corner. I got the highest paid receiver. But like you said, when you dig into those details, um, it's not always what it seems. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, you definitely have to know what the hell you're signing. And um, obviously you got to trust your agent and maybe have some people uh, on your corner that are kind of a go-between between even you and that agent that can ask questions that maybe you're not you know, fit to ask. So that's the manager role. I think, yep. I think the manager role is more so – and we all saw it with E – Right, yeah. and Entourage. Yeah. Of course. Cool. He was the least favorite member of everybody's. Everybody's opinion was he was the the worst yeah. character on the show <laughs> by far. Yeah, not even no bar, a question. Bar, uh -uh. bar none. It's very confusing on how he was able to date who he was dating in yeah. that show oh, and why he was able to say the things he was saying in that show. None of us liked him, but he was he represented a position. And by the way, the actual person, I don't know him as a real human. I'm just talking about the character 
E. That's who right. I'm talking about. But that's somebody that's tight with you, who understands you a little bit more, is with you on a day-to-day basis where the agent probably is not, and they can maybe explain why or how or maybe break down a language barrier that could potentially be happening. Not everybody needs it, but that's another person on the payroll then, right? Yeah. And then people get made fun of for having too many people on the payroll. It's like there's always going to be some sort of situation, especially whenever you have all the legalities and shit in it. I just hope it gets worked out with X, obviously. But you're down there in South Florida, and I know you're that you're big-time Dolphins Big-time Dolphin. Oh, wow. yeah. Nice. Dolphins. Pretty good. Yeah, All the real ones know. Hey, is this a Dolphin right here? Absolutely. Dolphin. Absolutely. Let's Come on. Go. Uh, I didn't even get it. No, the camera didn't have it, so nobody will ever know that you two actually did do a fist bump, by yeah. the way. Dolphins. 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 They're going to stink, huh? Nah. Nah. And uh, hopefully, Tua takes a step. You know, we got some Hopefully, pieces. a couple you know, pieces. We yeah. Fuller over there. They got seven and ten. Have you seen what's going on in New England? With what? Okay. He's not a believer in McCorkle either, so it's fine. Some fucking McCorkle training. What do you go, 12 for 16 and 707 or some shit? Okay, well, actually, (laughs) turns out he threw a couple touchdowns. Uh, Now, in Boston Connor and Patriots fans' eyes, a wide receiver did drop a ball today that Matt threw into a bucket. Mm -hmm. That is the narrative. It was an incomplete ball is what I saw in this video. But, no, the internet was saying, look at this drop in a bucket from Mac with the drop. And it was. It was a great throw. Seems like he's doing real well. He doesn't have a number yet, though. Is this when you were a Patriot, when he got drafted to the Patriots, the no number thing. Like, Mac running around with number 50, he looks like slaw out there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not talking about his thing. That is tough, especially next to Cam with the number one yeah. in every single <laughs> shot. How does that work? You have to like earn your stripes like it's the Yankees? You got to earn like the bronze over there? What do you it got? was. I can't remember because uh, me and uh, Hoyer came in the same draft class, but I don't remember him wearing, having to wear it. Funky dress. I didn't have to wear it. Other guys didn't in our rookie class. So maybe it's something new. I'm not I'm not sure. So what's this all about? No, so he's not trying to good. dunk on Mac Jones. Wow. Like, hey, you remember well, you what we used to do with Tom in, Brady? Like, hey, I'm Mac Jones. And they were like, he's, give him 50. He's <laughs> talked about this before Belichick has. The whole like idea of it is that it doesn't matter where you came from, doesn't matter what you play, you're coming here, clean slate. If you get in the building, you get in the building. I don't know when Do you know when they started it? Yeah, because I don't know when they started it, no, but that huh. is the mentality. Oh, you've always heard he, this, you said. Belichick okay. he's the guy who was drafted second round. <laughs> yep. Second round in New England Patriots. Hey, I'm not made Belichick was asked in an interview about it, and that was his answer. So if you have a problem, let's go right to Bill Belichick, oh, get him on the okay. phone, and, and your qualms can be answered with him. <laughs> All right, well, let's just stop spinning the narrative that this is like an earn your stripes type thing. Because I don't did we see what we saw one other slot receiver, I think, was wearing like a 58. 58 mm-hmm. or something like that. Was saw, I've but, seen it some previous years though. Recently, recent got Patricia years. written all over it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Matt Patricia did have to okay that. Yeah. I mean, people yeah, forget absolutely. friend of the show, Matt Patricia. That's right. Mm-hmm. Had to give the okay. P. For do you know him at all? Yeah, he was uh, my. Uh, he didn't have the title, but he was with DC my second year. So you know, Vin- last year in New England. So Vinatieri, like Matt Patricia, started all the way at the bottom there yep. in New England and worked his all the way. I think he was at one point maybe, and this might be wrong, but he was an equipment manager that was almost or an assistant that was like assigned to like Vinatieri almost, and he was young. Vin- I think he stayed at Vinatieri's house for a while, and then he moves really? up the coaching. Like when he was young, then he moves up the coaching things, then he becomes a fucking head coach, and Vinatieri's like, yeah. This guy was like staying in my house or whatever. What's up, Matt? Good to see you. <laughs> like it was like he was a really cool guy. I think that's how I potentially got to know him. And he is an incredibly cool dude. Like yeah. incredibly yeah. what happened in Detroit was not.
not great, obviously, but I like that he's coming back. Hard to, and take, just, hard to take that Belichick shit to other places. Man. Joe Judge is doing it right now. Let's talk about it. In the Giants organization, uh, Kelvin Benjamin and Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman got into it over an apparent weight dispute. Uh, he weighed in at 261 whenever Sheesh. he last year or something like that. They wanted him to get down to 251. He showed up at 268. So this is classic. He said that he could play uh, wide receiver at that weight. I don't know why it's a big deal for him to play tight end at that weight. There was a lot of give and take, I guess. Joe Judge uh, is a Bill Belichick disciple. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin said after getting cut from the team after a verbal argument that was very public, I guess, because media people were like, oh, Kelvin and Joe just got into it. I have a perspective on Joe Judge. He's not a coach that can ever win a Super Bowl because he sits there and cusses all day. Oh, no. You can tell he's a one-sided about everything. He's a know-it-all. That's not how it's supposed to work, says Kelvin Benjamin. And then every other Giants player has come out and supported Joe Judge because they are currently on the Giants and trying to make the Giants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but there has been open support for Joe Judge since he got there by the stars, Daniel and Saquon, saying, hey, we needed this. Because where they were to what they want to get to, they needed a little bit more of a uh, you know, a hard-edged motherfuck type coach. I think that is what Joe Judge has taken in there. But to your point, a lot of people in the Belichick tree have not had a lot of success. Will yeah. Joe Judge be the next one? I'm not sure. I mean, he, he, he could. He's been around some – he's obviously been around Belichick. He was in uh, – and Alabama as well, so he's around Saban. Um, obviously, you got to do things differently on a pro level, but if you got Saquon and and uh, Daniel Jones buying in, that's big. But, I mean, the biggest question mark there is Daniel Jones. You know, his his issues turning the ball over. They made some moves in free agency. Um, obviously done some good things on defense. Patrick Graham, shout out to uh, Patrick, who's the D.C. there. He was there in New England with me as well. Um, so they, they could be good, but I, it, it, I mean, is Danny Dimes going to be good or not? Like that, that's, that's the biggest what question do you think? mark with them. Have you watched his film? I watched his film. He's athletic. He can literally make every throw in the field, but um, oh, yeah. he can't take care of the ball. Like not not only turn the ball over with uh, interceptions, but fumbling. Like his fumble issues mm-hmm. are probably one of the worst that I've seen. So that those are his biggest issues. A great sneaky bet for the hammered down boys and anybody that listens is Daniel Jones is going to run for the over or whatever the yeah, rush yards. Bingo. Is. Every time you, just, you said sneaky, whatever oh, it is. I, w- I wouldn't even call him sneaky athletic. He's, he's, Andrew Luck. He's, he's very athletic. He's very much like, very, very similar to Andrew yeah. Luck, I think, like when I watch him. Now, Andrew was so big. Yeah, he was yeah. more built, yeah. Yeah, he's like a defensive end. But the way he runs and views, I think he's very athletic, Daniel Jones. So a good bet yeah. for everybody that's betting anytime you bet mm-hmm. a Giants game. Daniel Jones over rushing normally going to hit probably in just one run or two runs Mm -hmm. he'll break one free there for the turning over of the ball this happened with Sam Darnold as well is it because the team stinks you think that they feel like they have to do more or is that just naturally how they are as a quarterback and that team stinks potentially because that's what they're doing well is it like you're happy because you win or you win because you're happy type thing like do they turn over because they stink or does that team stink because he turns over I mean I think I think some of Darnold's issues was was his surrounding but I mean he had good surroundings at USC um, in comparison to the guys he played with he was a turnover mm-hmm. machine there too and he he just makes bad you know bonehead type decisions Daniel Jones is more so like careless like with the ball and like in his hands sometimes he'll be in the pocket and someone will like hit him or like he'll feel somebody and then he'll still have the ball in one hand like he's about to throw it like that you know you got to have two hands on the ball protect it um sometimes you got to be able to eat a sack and line up and be able to play again and think about good thing about offense is you can punt you know shit goes wrong you can punt and as uh, long as every drive ends with the kick, a punt, an extra point, or a field goal, you're good. Uh, Andrew, he threw uh, an interception on a third and long or whatever. 
and it was like a 45-yard interception or something like that. He threw a deep ball, and the guy got tackled immediately. I think at like the uh, maybe the 10 or something was out on the sideline. He ran over to me immediately afterwards and said, uh, I, I'm sorry for taking an inside the 20 step. That's as good as a punt right there. Yeah, it was. Like, it was, like, literally, he, it was almost, he was upset. He got very mad when he threw interceptions. That's oh, why, yeah. That's why he tackled everybody, by the way. That, that's why yeah. he made every tackle. Bad, bad business decision. Saw red. Bro, he would fucking lead with his. He would his, go, like, like no fear. Every time. He nah, might, we, you do not want to see that as a teammate. Well, as a teammate, you want to see him do make a lot of different decisions as well. Uh, like, you know, <laughs> but all of the re, all of the things he does had good intentions. Yeah. So it was like, it was hard to get actually mad at him. I was like, hey, need you to be more of a fucking asshole. Like, hey, if you don't like this guy on the team, you get him out. If you like this guy, he's on your team. Like, that is something he was just too nice of. He was yeah. like too good of a, like a player or a teammate. Like, hey, no, it's their job to coach. It's my job to just play or whatever. It's like, no, no, Andrew, no, no, no. Hey. I just saw Peyton Manning literally just pick his team, basically, yes. if he wanted to. And they had yeah. the most successful decade in the history of the NFL. If you like somebody, you, you should say it. Now, he was just such a nice guy, I think. You know, like, he was too nice. And then in football, like, his style of play, he didn't want to quit on a play because I think he thought he was disrespecting football. Yeah. Like, if he would just slide or fall or something, he's like, that's not how football is played, basically. And then when he would throw a pick, he was like, well, I just let down my team. I got to go make the tackle. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I understand why you view – I wish you were a fucking prick a little bit more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're too nice. You're trying to. We get it. Football deserves. You know what you're doing? You're going to carry this torch forever if you just just quit on a couple of plays. No, nah, football doesn't deserve it. Yeah. It's like, all right, I respect everything you're saying here, so it's going to be hard to change. But when he would kill people, I mean, that was just a game changer. But Danny Dimes can run a little bit. Yeah. I, I just, I'm, I'm interested about that middle of the pack young quarterbacks. So, like, Sam Darnold and Danny Dimes are mm -hmm. perfect. Yes. Perfect names for that because their contracts are. You know, coming there's a lot up. of questions oh, no. coming yeah. up. Uh -huh. Their NFL careers, by the way, are coming up. Are they going to be backup guys? Are they going to be fizzle out? Are they going to fade out? Or are they going to go? There's a bunch of other situations around the NFL at the quarterback position that is very fascinating as well. Uh, our computer just had a complete error and crashed over here. Which oh, is perfect. Uh, will this play? Nah, of course not. All right, we got to get to a break. Um, do you got music back there, Zeke? Yep, pull it up. Because Jim Irsay is calling in. Yes. There we go. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes... It's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> here we go. That is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> they should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction. So let's go back a sentence or two. Okay. Okay. When you, when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes. And guess what? Ha! Huh. Last a long time. Banging up, banging up, banging up. Yeah, it's Pete Alonzo at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. Boom. That's right. Dingers. Downtown. Bingo. David Occup Ruff. Population, you dude. Hell yeah. 
Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the medication. Yeah, free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have the confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. Carson Wentz threw a ball 70 yards yesterday in practice, Darius. I don't know if you've seen it. I, I utilized the Pythagorean fucking theorem to, <laughs> to do the math and see that off his back foot. Now, he might have got his Crossed head blown off. Yeah, across the field. Carson Wentz seems to be all the way back right now. I thought he might have been, you know, I, I didn't think this, but people were saying maybe he was broke or something. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Potentially gone. It wasn't you, though, right? No, it wasn't no, me. No, I, I said that. No, yeah, other people said yeah. it. It sounded like me, and I was moving my lips. It was like a John Cena video or whatever, but the, the thought of... <laughs> The everybody relax. The thought of Carson Wentz going back to his MVP like form with this Colts team has to be something as a Colts fan, which I am obviously, and in Indianapolis, and Darius, I think you are as well. Yep. You you have to be excited about this type of thing. Excited, excited for him. Excited for Ty. You know, because now you got you know another quarterback with the live arm who can stretch the field. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about Carson Wentz being back with Frank too, man. He does look. Han, 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 good out there on the field. Too. Yeah, that Han is the word for so, by the way, in Mandarin. Uh-huh. Uh, Connor actually has a sister from China. From China, from Shanghai, yes. Yeah, so nice. you learn. He he knows Mandarin pretty well. Yeah, actually. I do. It is actually quite alarming how yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, Ooh. there we Bingo. go. Uh-huh. Here we go. See, now I don't know. Hello, how need, are you? Yeah, I'm, but what I'm saying is I don't know how much. Boy, man. That's can't, no, no, can't it's, do it. That, that, no, that's Spanish. Spanish. It's also Spanish. Yeah. Can you that's speak French. a little Canadian here? We, we. Trabian. Trabian. There Very we go. Good. Thank you so much. Hey, buddy. I think. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Seriously, I'm just seeing photos now from. Uh, it's crazy. His uh, like his home. Yeah. Can't even see the other side of the lake with all the smoke that's going in there. T's and P's, everybody up there. But the Colts, I think, hey. That defense, they're going to have to pay Darius Leonard at some point. Yep. Uh, there's going to be some big paychecks that are going to go out the door to people that they have drafted. That's a gift and a curse of having successful drafts and being able to find great talent at expensive positions like yep. Darius Leonard showed up on 26s, I believe. I believe those are 26s. I'm not 100% Damn. sure. Beautiful but it, car. It, it was a beautiful car. Dropped top in his, on his birthday. Uh, that team could go on a run, Darius. Like, I honestly believe that that team could go on a run. I thought maybe we get Julia in there. <laughs> That'll be like kind of the sign seal delivered Super Bowl run. But Michael maybe, Pittman. Maybe get Xavier Howard over here, maybe. Ooh. Oh. Oh. So do the, Colts, prime. do the Colts need a, another member of the secondary? I mean, maybe? you can never have too many cover guys or pass rushers. So um, if you can land, you know, Chandler Jones, who's got a lot to prove this year. Um, on a contract year, you got uh, X, who we've got some money. I mean, we, we got the money now, but we just locked up Brady Smith. Got to pay Big Q. Okay. Got to pay Leonard. That's a lot of money. A lot, a lot of money. Chris Ballard has been very, very, very consistent with saying, I can't just pay everybody. What the fuck do you guys want me to do? <laughs> yeah. I can't just pay everybody. We got to pay our own guys. You know, I got a guy named uh, Quentin Nelson who's 
going to be a Hall of Famer, a guard that I drafted. Garden, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, I drafted in the first round, and people told me I reached for him. Remember, mm-hmm. people were telling Chris Barrett, you don't draft a guard that high, you don't draft a guard that high. And then Quentin Nelson has literally just pancaked every human that has yep. stood in front of him, basically, at this point. He's going to have to pay him. That's going to be a lot of money. He's going to have to pay Darius Leonard. That's going to be a lot of money. But the salary cap's a big fugaze. We know that now at this point. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. matter. Kick the can. It'll doesn't be fine. Matter. Just kick it down the road. Hey, Saints might be dead. Oh, yeah. No, nah, no way. Michael Thomas is out. What was that? that, that you, you saw the Sean. I saw you talking oh, about yeah. the Sean Payton presser. That was um, that was a little alarming. So you, like me, yeah. assumed he got an earlier surgery. Rehab didn't uh, connect as well as they thought. We have to go in and fix something before it gets too late. Yeah. If, we, if we don't go, that's what you thought. I, I feel like. Um, well, I didn't know at first. I, but when I saw the surgery, and I saw it would go. The recovery would go in well into the season. I'm like, okay, this timing is peculiar, maybe. And then, oh, good word. <laughs> but uh, that's a Sean Payton clearly. Wasn't happy. Wasn't very happy about it at all. Do so, you think um, Michael Thomas was saying like, "Hey, I think like do you think he has a body guru that potentially he was like, I think we can cure this without doing surgery." Do you because th- now I'm starting to, to question a lot because Sean Payton did come out and say like there was no miscommunication. Yeah, that's what he said. There was no miscommunication. It should have been done. Frankly, it should have been, been done, done earlier. Yeah. It should have been done earlier. So I wonder if it was a differing of opinion. Then like Michael Thomas, I don't think our the agent, Michael Thomas, the team, I don't think we need to do surgery. I think yeah. we can beat it without it. And then it got to a point where they needed it. I don't, yeah. that was the very fact because of how good he is. Exactly. And, and obviously you want him out there, especially when you got a new quarterback coming into the forward. There's going to be Winston or Hill. You want to have your number one guy out there. Zito is having a full give and take right now, I think, with uh, the Ursay team. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Z, so Zito right now is on a phone looking at a FaceTime while also potentially on the hotline. So he, Z, dressed like a Chicago Bears coach right now. Yeah. All right, is he's got the he hat. Looks like he's in a war room right now. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Tell us <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trade the pigs. Trade the pigs. Hey, get the get the clipboard out there. Yeah. Get the whistle. Let's go ahead and do this thing. It's fascinating what's going on because I was told that you know after last night's Chuck Strong event. Yep. I I set a minute, a minute and a half. Here we go. Okay. All right. Let's go. Let's go to the five-hour energy phone lines. <laughs> Actually, the, the system is broke. Doesn't work. Never mind. Okay. Let's talk oh, about yeah. other stuff going on in the NFL. Um, Nick Boza hasn't decided on the vaccine yet or not. That is a big deal because uh, that is the talking point of every single player that goes to a microphone after their practice. I don't know how this is going to get handled. I assume it will at some point. We're going to stop hearing about it maybe, but it sounds like the real world's also getting very much back into the COVID world. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, the Olympics was a topic of conversation on everything I watched, like nightly news for there for a while. Now it's like, hold on, we're getting back into masks and stuff? Whoa. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? If anybody can keep us updated from outside the world, don't. All right? I like living with my blinders on. I'm just going to keep it moving. Everybody let us know what's going on over there. Russell Westbrook was traded to the Lakers, okay, for Kuzma, Caldwell Pope, Trez Harrell, and Picks. Now it is Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Brody Russell Westbrook. They had a meeting at LeBron's house last week and talked about putting their egos aside, saying, hey, we need to go ahead and go and win one. So now you got former teammates of Brody, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie over mm-hmm. there in Brooklyn. Now you got AD, Bron Bron, and Russell Westbrook in LA, let alone the Kawhi, uh, Paul George, and Steve Ballmer Ooh, team right. and the Clippers there. Cool. The super teams are still being built right now. Your oh, thoughts yeah. quickly on the Russell Westbrook move to the Lakers? You mm-hmm. like it or hate Look, it? I love Russ. I'm not a fan of that move, though. Um, you know, LeBron's a ball-dominant guy. Russ is also a ball-dominant guy. 
Um, all very talented, obviously with AD as well. Just don't uh, not a, not a big fan of that move, but they'll probably still be in the finals. They had a yep. meeting at LeBron's house last week, and they hung out and said, "Hey, listen, we're gonna pass to each other, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Sure. yeah, we're all gonna pass. Sure, eighty-two games. We won't forget about that at all, right? No, no. <laughs> when things are high, when things are low, we won't forget to pass ball to each other, right? We agree right now. Make a pack. Yep, yep. Pa- pass, Both. pass, pass, pack. Both. Right? Both. Earth. Earth, wind, fire, water, water. Damn it." I didn't know if you water. knew. Yeah. I didn't know Captain. if you knew. By the way, I did not know if that was strictly a white thing or not. Captain Planet? Yeah. Are you shitting me? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I didn't know. I didn't Captain know. Captain Planet was legendary, man. I think Who that I think that was that? across uh, demographics. Oh, no. Captain Planet made? It? Oh yeah. I didn't know. I didn't watch anything other than Captain. I Captain know. Planet. I don't know who Captain He's Planet is. He's the hero. Gonna, gonna take pollution down to zero. Now that it. sounds awesome. Joining us now is a hero as well. Last night, this guy. Not only has he afforded this entire situation we're currently operating in right now, <laughs> mm-hmm. he has donated so much money. I watched him show up at training camp with just hundreds in his hand and handing them out to every human that he saw. <laughs> I feel like that is a move that he didn't just do at training camp. He did it everywhere he goes. If you live in Indianapolis, you know how much this dude gives back. Last night, a $2 million donation <laughs> for cancer research. Ladies and Huge. gentlemen, Jim Irsay. <laughs> Hey guys, hey Darius, how are you? What's good, boss man? All right, all right. Good to see you guys on this Friday. Hey, hell of a little shindig you threw last night at the house, Mr. Rochet. What a night over there. Well, I, I tell you, Pat, I. And by the way, I can tell you've been lifted. You look good, brother. Dang. <laughs> hey, thank you. I mean, we I brought mean- you back. Just name your. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, it's big now, but uh, no. But last night we do have a few blocks on for punts with Darius, though, so you might not last too long in practice. No. Oh, okay. Okay. Coming off the edge, he's a little bit thinner now. He might be faster. And um, he likes to scoop him up and run him in for six. So damn right. Um, <laughs> Unless he might be talking about Leonard. No, but it was it, it was a tremendous night, and you know a lot of these things happen organically, and and. Uh, you know, you know, my mind, uh, you know, can kind of wander sometimes. So, so follow me on this one. It's it's like the Lebowski, a lot of ins and outs. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of ins and outs I, I, in, in this situation. Um, so, I'm talking to Chuck. Of course, we're good buddies, and and he's he's uh, he's feeling good. Obviously, excited, and and um, so you know, I've been saying, yeah, I've been working out and. You know, downstairs, you know, we have the basketball gym and weights and everything. And he's like, well, I've been working out too a lot. You know, <laughs> we're about the same age. I'm a lot better shape than you. I'm, I go, well, look, I mean, I've been playing some basketball too besides just lifting. I mean, you know, uh, uh, doing some uh, you know, hand-eye coordination stuff. He's like, oh, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm a tremendous basketball player. <laughs> you know, what, what do you mean? He goes, look it. I could beat Will Chamberlain or Shaq in a free throw contest. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, now hold on a second here. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, I know they weren't the best free throw shooters in the history of the NBA, but they sure could beat you, Chuck. No, they couldn't. Crown Royal in hand, clicking the ice. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, it's like slow your engines, coach. You know, it's probably number two or three. <laughs> So, you know, he's he's talking this big talk. I go, okay, fine, fine. We'll just stay limber tonight. So, you know, I, I get some things organized in the gym. And uh, 
I'm going to have him come down and, and, and shoot these straight free throws. But then I think to myself, well, you know, I feel kind of bad. It's going to be so much pressure. TV cameras, all these people at the gym. You know, I, I, I mean, you know, God, has, has he really played? So I thought, so I, I thought I'm going to call up Bruce Arians. Oh, you know, and, and so I try to call Bruce, and I can't get a hold of him at, at first. So then, you know, we all in the NFL have these NFL phones, and, and you know, it just says Glazers. So I, for Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, I push Glazers, and 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 so I, I say, hey, I need to talk to Bruce, <laughs> and, 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 and the Glazers answer. And and let me say this, and this is way under the radar, which I, I don't want to cause controversy, but I outbid them for Elton's piano. <laughs> I mean I have I mean I have the letter, I mean they were like, Well, congratulations, you know. And, and, and so we start talking and there's some edge there about that. Yeah. Know? And and they're like, Well, we outbid you for Brady last year. It's like Wait a minute. You know, we were after Rivers to begin. I mean, this gets contentious. I think we just get coached. So I get, so finally Bruce gets on the line going, Bruce, look at your buddies here, Chuck. But I'm worried, is this too long, you know, for someone, you know, who's, uh, you know, 60 years old? Uh, and, and he said, yes, Jim, yes, look at, we've all aged. Let him shoot, you know, half free throws first and then give him some confidence and then we'll see what happens i said okay coach that's probably a good thought so so, hey, so then I, I conjured it up and said okay chuck here's the deal you know you start at the halfway line in between free throws and a layup and as soon as you make 10 for a million dollars you move back you know to the free throw line so he he made uh 10 eventually um, Eventually, uh, after twenty-seven shots, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and so now he's back at the free throw line, and, and you know, look at I mean, I, I I mean, I know I'm down a million, but you know, I I was feeling I'm pretty good. I wanted to get that number up some, so I said, okay, you know, coach, let let's go here. So it's like five hundred thousand dollars of free throws. So he misses them all. I go, okay. <laughs> A million dollars of free throws. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, God bless him. He fired at six six from the free throw line for a million dollars each. So there's you know six million that you know he left five million on the table. But God love him. You know he makes that free throw for the big million, and uh, we had it. We had a great night. But it was it was those sorts of that was that kind of evening that led up to such a controversial and exciting moment. Oh, what a wow. Jim, I just want to let you know, the poise, the delivery, and the timing of that story was fucking fantastic. Okay? We <laughs> need you to... say that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I can. You can. I can. But you are... That was an amazing event, amazing story. Chuck makes it. And every year, you are very, very, very friendly with your money for that Chuck Strong and other causes. You're a billionaire that does it right, and I hope you know that. And it's like, that doesn't get talked about a lot, especially because you billionaires don't hear a lot of compliments because you're fucking billionaires, so that's kind of how it goes. <laughs> but you you do it right, Jim. Honestly, that was that's very cool. You don't have to do that. The fact that you did is wildly, uh, you know, it's like a cool thing to be a part of here. Well, you know, Pat, the thing is, you know, and, 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 you know, we dream of three Super Bowls in a row, and a lot of people say, 
you know, Jim, that's, you know, that's, that's pretty high dreaming. And it's like, that's where you want to dream. But, you know, that's a dream that we do in this league as professionals and things, but bigger than that, bigger than, you know, just the game is the real life. And, and the dream here is one of these brilliant scientists, one of these br brilliant researchers at IU Cancer or one of these places in the world looks into that microscope someday and finds a cure for cancer. And, and it's going to happen. And, um, you know, that would be the bat that would be a much bigger dream for me because we know we have loved ones out there they're hurting they're they're going through this tough tough fight and and, and they don't always win the fight um we just lost greg hilton a long time uh, great employee for the colts for many years um and, and lost a battle of cancer so um it, it breaks all of our hearts we all have extended people that we love that are fighting this and of course we see the children you know the i mean they're so brave it, it just it, it just i i almost can't even describe that brave uh aspect that the kids fight when they're going through this so um it touches all of our hearts and, and i know um darius and so many of our players are out there um engaging and trying to help uh make make the change happen and, and through research we're going to find a cure for cancer someday, and I believe this century. So um, it's just a, a blessing to be part of, of that search, uh, and it was a privilege to be part of it. Man, you're the best, and I know you got a lot going on. Can't thank you enough for joining us today. Can I ask you about that chair you're sitting on? Every time you show up on my TV for doing interviews, it's from that throne right there. That thing <laughs> is beautiful. What is that? Well, this was actually Abraham Lincoln's chair. Probably was. And George, George Hallis gave it to me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have no idea where this stuff comes from. I'm not a, a decorator. I just show up and I, people say, oh, we changed the whole office, really? I didn't notice. You know, it, it, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I, I there's some things you really strive at like try to get a great guitar in your hand but uh the chair i sit in as long as it's got a decent cushion pad that's all that's all any of us can expect at this point well congrats on the great guitar gathering because i know you're focused yeah. on that and the piano and outbidding the glazers and the whole thing everything you do is incredibly cool and it should be talked about more often very lucky you joined us ladies and gentlemen owner of the indianapolis colts massive philanthropist jim ursa Big shout out to boss man Jim Ursay for joining us there out of nowhere. Literally, text came through. Hail Mary was thrown and caught. So big thanks to this guy who's joining us right now for waiting 30 minutes when he was originally supposed to come on at 1230 Eastern Standard Time. Right. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is a... Uh, World Series champion, a legend of a human. Every time he walks into a place, they yell, Man who owns a beer company and a coffee company, ladies and gentlemen, Greek hops guy, Kevin Euclid. Yeah! What's up, dude? Morning. Or good afternoon to you guys. Well, good morning to you. I mean, there's probably people listening around you, hopefully, to this show as well. <laughs> good morning to everybody over there. Thanks for delaying 30. You woke up early. Ah, yeah. Sorry about that. And then, ah, 
It's all good. I'm up. I'm up at like five thirty-six. I got three kids. I got to get ready, man. Oh, okay. If I don't get that coffee in me, yeah. they eat me up. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm thankful that we weren't the reason you woke up too early and wasted your time. Jim Mercer came on, told a great story about Chuck Pagano and he talking shit to each other, and then it ending with two million dollars <laughs> being donated, which is fantastic. <laughs> but right now, what we want to talk to you about, Yuke, is it seems like there's only a few teams that are buyers, and then everybody else that I thought were okay teams, they're all selling at the moment. What's going on? Big names are moving. I mean, you had uh, maybe a little Cubs tie there for a few. The Red Sox are making plays. The Dodgers are making moves. What's going on right now? Are teams just trying to separate themselves? And it's like a two, three horse race now at this point? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the NL West, I mean, it's a wild race. you got those three teams, uh, you know, the two teams that were favorite at the beginning, the Dodgers and the Padres, and then the, the Giants have just played great baseball throughout, and, uh, and they've been impressive. And I think right now the key is, you know, trying to add those key components to what you need on your roster. Uh, you know, the Dodgers have had a real struggle for many different reasons. We don't have to get in all of them. Um, but, you know, oh. they, need, they need starting pitching. Uh, they've had a lot of injuries. So, you know, getting Trey Turner is huge, not only just for this year, but for, uh, you know, going forward. Uh, and he's a versatile player, but he adds an element that is just you put Mookie Betts and Trey Turner up there at the top of the lineup. You got power, you got speed, and it, and it can it can turn into a lot of runs real quick. Okay, so let's talk about over there with Boston and Yankees seeming to be the buyers over there. Now, what's going on? Because I heard the Yankees stink, right? The Yankees yeah, weren't even yeah. going to make the playoffs. Pretty much this year. 500, yeah. And then terrible. now, and I thought the. Um, What's the old the Steinbrenner the uh, the the yeah Steinbrenner Mister Dad what's right. his name the Ge boss George no but what do they call him the boss yeah yeah the boss I thought the boss you know was the Steinbrenner that just spent hey yeah. we're gonna outpay everybody and we're gonna win hey this is what we're gonna do and that's why I enjoyed watching the Yankees as a kid because uh, I grew up in Pittsburgh and. They weren't trying. Sellers. You know, they were big-time sellers. And this other team, there was no rules against it. They're spending the most money to try to win. I'm like, oh, I want to fucking ride with that team, the team that is spending all the money. So when the playoffs got around, I became like a Yankees fan. I didn't really watch much baseball other than that. But it seems like the family now is doing the same thing. A lot of money being spent over there. I guess the Red Sox are doing the same. Does that matter for this season? Are the Yankees going to get back into it, you think? And what did the Red Sox do to potentially propel themselves even more? Well, that's the key to this is the wild card, right? If you have a chance at that wild card with, and you're in a shooting chance and, and you just got to put the pieces together try to go for it, and when you're in a big market, you can't just be uh, sitting back because uh, the fan base does not have it. So if you're on the cusp there and you have that push in August, September, and you maybe have some key players coming back, uh, you know that's why the Yankees are going and buying. They have a chance. It doesn't matter if you finish you know, first overall with the best record. A lot of times those teams get knocked off in the playoffs. So – you know, if you get in that wild card game, you got a chance. Anyone that gets in, you got a chance. You go for it. Uh, and, you know, the Yankees, I think the Yankees have added more. Uh, I mean, they might have the biggest roster known to man right now. I mean, you got Joey Gallo coming. You got Anthony Rizzo coming. A lot of Italians. I mean, they got a football team going right now. I mean, they got an offensive line almost going. So what is that? That's just big ball hitting, right? That's a, and that's why I think a lot of the internet was like, oh, they're just bringing in all the home run hitters or whatever. Is that a game changer? Obviously, if you have good wood, especially in that ballpark, hey, yeah. ball's going to fly around there. Is that what they're looking for at this moment? You know, I... I I don't know what they're thinking on this. Uh, you know, you got a guy like DJ LeMahieu who's yeah. like a high, you know, high average guy, and maybe they're complimenting. But yeah, I mean, when you got that that right field is so short at Yankee Stadium. So if you got these big left-handed hitters that just pop balls up, I mean, they got a chance to get out there or just line drives. But you know, adding Anthony Rizzo is a big deal for them. Uh, you know, needing a first baseman, Gold Glove first baseman. 
you know, he's a scrappy hitter. He's going to grind it out. And being on a winning team, it changes, right? So being on the Cubs right now is a little tough because they're below 500. Not easy when you've been a winning team yeah. to go out there and play every day. Rizzo's going to have a really good shift in mentality and be positive. And, he's, and he doesn't have to be the focal leader of that team. Uh, and try to and, and and that might actually make his game better for the August September. Yeah, Yuke, the Red Sox added Schwarber. Do you think he plays first base, or is he going to be in the outfield for them? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I'm just yeah, happy they added a Cincinnati kid, uh, you know, to the Red Sox. I mean, they let go of Ben uh, Andy uh, to Kansas City, so now we got another Cincy kid there. So, uh, yeah, it, it's an interesting dynamic with Schwarbs. Uh, you know, he he can you know. The good thing is the DH, right? So J.D. Martinez can also play outfield. And with that short porch in left field, you can put him in left field uh, and not be a detriment on defense. Even Schwarber in left field is not as bad, too, because you play back on the wall. You you know, the ball's either off or you're coming in. They even put me, my ass, in left field a couple times. Really? Wasn't pretty. Wasn't pretty at all. But you have that short porch there to help out for the deficiencies of guys like us. That's awesome. And I love the fact that due to the ballpark, we can put bad players in places. Hey, Mm -hmm. listen, we make this a little bit shorter porch. Not only does that help us out, but also we can put guys that maybe not necessarily can run. That thing is just, that'll eat home runs. Oh, yeah. That Mm -hmm. that is all we need. We don't even need, we can hide people out there. Go ahead, Ty. Going back to the Yankees, do you think they're done? Uh, Because adding Gallo and Rizzo, I mean, like, their their pitching staff beyond Cole stinks and he has kind of stunk lately their bullpen's not great like don't they do you think those two moves make them a wild card team or do they need to go get a guy like Barrios or like another starting pitcher and kind of shore up that bullpen you know if, if I'm a general manager I'm always going after pitching I mean pitching is the key down the stretch you got to have good pitching if you can't pitch it's hard to out slug somebody uh, when you're facing the opposition that has really good uh, pitching and holds down, you know, to you know a couple runs a game. So maybe their philosophy is, hey, maybe we'll just try to you know get these big games, like three game series, get a, you know a few homers here and there, and outscore them. And maybe the you know the bullpen can hold them down um, at the end, and, and Chapman can get over some of the problems he's had. Uh, so it's hard to know the mindset of these GMs and how they go about it, right? But it's really hard to get pitching. The, the key is people don't want to get a, give away their pitching. So if you can't get the pitching, hell, go with it. Go with the big boys that can hit homers. I don't know if you heard why you were giving your answer about how like the big hitters don't really matter down the stretch. You need pitching. It was both of his hands got lifted on the desk and then pounded down <laughs> from Ty, who is a diehard Yankees fan, because I think the internet has been very vocal about this, right? I've been saying that, yeah. I mean, you know, like they could have went out and got Scherzer. Yeah, they might not have been able to, or they wouldn't have wanted to give up some of the things they had to, but like Gallo's batting 227. He's either going to hit a homer or strike out, you know, and that's not really what they need right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. as a fan you're like but also you gotta think if you're a fan you gotta think three years right you gotta think three years you don't want to go crazy at the trade deadline and then you stink three years later no i want to win now yeah what fan thinks like that you no no fans actually think like that are you out of your mind no way dude hey um, that's right you know that's that that's why uh i got i gotta become more of a fan I got, I got to I got to move on past you know trying to be a baseball guy. No, no, you should continue to be a baseball guy because the answers you're giving us right now are fucking awesome. By the way, I appreciate you. You sound like a like a baseball pundit right now, and also with your resume, it makes a lot more sense. So I appreciate what you're doing right now. If you could stay in this lane forever, we'd be very very yeah. grateful because we know nothing about the baseball. Go ahead, Diggs. Uh, so Schwarber, Rizzo. 
Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, pretty much the core of that Cubs team that won uh, the World Series. What's it like being on a team where like you guys had so much success and then all in one season basically it falls apart and everyone's getting sold away and, and stuff like that? Well, you know, I wish I could tell you how that feels. I was lucky to play in the Red Sox organization where it just kept going. You know, <laughs> Hell yeah. you know it just kept going. It, it, guys, there would be turnover, right? You, you lose certain players. Guys would move on, sign contracts different places. But we had a really good system in place. You know, working with the Cubs, uh, the past, you know, I, 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 last year was my, uh, you know, my final year working with the Cubs. I didn't work with them this year, and now just doing the analyst job for Nesson. Uh, you know, oh, okay. there's so a lot of changes the going on there um, <laughs> where – they're shifting the mindset. The hard part is, is this: if you don't have a stockpile of players coming through the minor league system, you got to do two things. You got to start trading away your big dogs and looking for the future. Because when you don't have that stockpile coming, and you are a team that can buy, you got to you got to either go for it, sell off right now, get as much value you can for those big dogs because you might lose them in free agency, or you have to re up them. So you, it's a tough call of re upping those players or trying to get that young talent if you don't have that young talent coming because it's a young man's game now. Uh, you know, you want young talent, you want them cheap. And that's uh, that's the business model of it. That's every professional league, I think. Cheap, young, um, not hurt, all right? <laughs> That'd be great. This is what we're looking not for. feelings. Yeah, no feelings. Have zero feelings at all, all right? Just be a robot. All right, we tell you to do something, you fucking walk in there, you hit the ball. All right, and you better hit it at least the amount of times out of 10 that we thought you were going to hit it whenever yeah. we signed you for this cheap-ass contract. All right, we'll move you right down to double-A, pal. You want to go down to triple-A? You, you and your girlfriend moved to Indianapolis. <laughs> Indiana. That's right. <laughs> Vanessa, don't have a girlfriend. The key is don't have a girlfriend. Make sure you're in the major leagues for a long time, then get a girlfriend. Vanessa Hudgens, I guess, is walking around Indianapolis because her boyfriend is a member of the Indianapolis Indians now who's a triple-A Pittsburgh Pirates guy, I guess. Wow. Yeah. That's what Foxy said. Foxy said that he and his influencer lady have yeah. been bouncing around town, sat influencer parties, <laughs> and have seen Vanessa Hudgens <laughs> around town. Is that not right? That's not exactly how I said it, but yeah, you can just check her Instagram, and she's all over Indianapolis. <laughs> Welcome so to Indy, Vanessa, cool. and it's, it's because her boyfriend got... Sent Don from the Pirates yeah. to the uh, minors, which is what happens in baseball more than any other sport, Yuke. That's so smart, though. Get get a, get get a girlfriend that has all the money that can take care of you if you go to AAA and you're making less money. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely done that five years. You know, I, I got sent down five times to AAA in one year. I should have found that girlfriend that could have taken care of me. So when you go down to AAA, is that just like uh, – is it a motivator? Is it does it happen so often? Is that just kind of the business? You just understand that that could happen out of nowhere because there's here being the AAA for the Pirates, and obviously we're going to talk about the Pirates in a minute. But and I have one question for you because what's that? Legitsburg. Thank you. When's that ever going to happen? You know, is that ever going to happen with the Pirates? What, what's the deal? How come I'm getting attacked by Pittsburgh blogs for saying that I'm sick of this team stinking at sports? Like, I, I, what is – they're saying I don't understand. I'm not buying in. We're traders. We're sellers. We're never buyers. Are the Pirates ever going to be Legitsburg again like we had with McCutcheon there for that one-year run or two-year runs? Are the, are the Pirates ever going to have a chance now with all these – the Dodgers are spending a shit ton of money. The Yankees are spending a shit ton of money. And baseball is a big time. Hey, you spend a shit ton of money, you win sport. Isn't, it, isn't that kind of what it is? You know, small market teams in baseball is tough, right? I mean, you're going to have your ups and downs. Uh, Tampa Bay's figured out a model uh, to do it. You know, Ben Charrington's there in Pittsburgh. He was uh, he was with the Red Sox when I was there. He, he was the player development guy uh, for us at the Red Sox. So he, he he has a big understanding of how to develop talent. But if you're if you're going to stink, get and, and you're not going to have a chance to win over the next three years, 
let those guys go. And this is my opinion. I mean, there's many different ways to do it, but you got to get that young talent and get as much young talent as possible. That's they what the Cubs do. did. The Cubs had so much young talent, and then they mixed it with older veterans that could, uh, you know, get that talent to to keep rising and, and getting better and better. So they have a chance. I know, you know, one of the player development guys is John Baker, a good buddy, and uh, they got some good pieces there to help do it. Now it's just about getting that wealth of talent there that's young and developing it. And sometimes that's not as easy as said than done. Well, I've heard that we did get young talent again, which is crazy because I've also heard that for the last, I think, 35 years. <laughs> <laughs> and then, by the way, the young talent, whenever they get good, guess what? Get them the fuck out Ship of here. Ship them out. All right. Let's well, run. that Archer deal, that Archer deal was the, I mean, that was the kiss of death. I mean, they that, gave away one of way too much talent oh. for Archer. Uh, that was insane. So you, if you're going to give away talent, you just got to make sure you pick the right, the right ones to give away and not the wrong ones. That's baseball, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Thank you so much, Uke, for uh, waking up, drinking coffee with us, selling beer to the beautiful people over there, and giving us great – whenever you said you're working for Nesson, it made sense because, I mean, this was incredible here. Thank you for everything you just did. I feel like I know the baseball now. I'm just glad that this is now a baseball show. It's amazing. <laughs> All right. Uke's gone. Hey, Kevin, you guys. Appreciate you, man. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Oh, yeah. What's his, uh, I was trying to, Loma. 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 Yep. Uh, that's right there. Golly. Delicious beer. Loma, Brew. Loma, Loma, Loma coffee. coffee as well. Yep. I like you. Uh, I did, I want to let everybody know that's listening or watching. They probably wondered if Darius Butler was no longer here. <laughs> I asked him in there if he had any questions. No baseball questions. For I just listened, just learning, man. Hey, me too. I learned yeah, a lot right there. Yep. Big baseball guy. Now, we're talking about the NL West out there. You're talking about real three teams, especially with how the Giants have been playing. Yeah, you know what I mean? yep. that's They've what I'm. Hot. That's what I'm saying now to Michael Cole, who's a diehard <laughs> baseball fan. I'm gonna be like, listen to this shit. Now, you see the moves that the NL West was making. That's a who's his team? That's a big Mets. Are they? They stink. Well, they are potentially trying to get two Cubs, Chris yeah. Bryant, Javi Baez over. No, so the Cubs, Cubs quit, dude. Oh yeah, yeah Cubs blow. It's basically like. Like you know, he's not wrong. The Pens have had all the success, and then like one year they decided to get rid of Sid and Malkin, and, and like they just blew up the team. That's what the Cubs are pretty much doing. Um, so that, down in that, Florida too. That kind of I remember that before I was a baseball guy. After we won the World Series, with Sheffield and. Willis and those guys. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Edgar Renteria. Oh, yeah. Oh, Renteria. Josh I Beckett. I was Cabrera that. on that team, too? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Young Cabrera. Some dogs. Charles yeah. Johnson behind the play. Yeah. You remember? You remember. From the U. I remember Renteria. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Beast. I was trying to think in my head there whether or not we should continue talking about baseball. Or not. <laughs> Definitely not. Probably not. <laughs> Literally, that was all. It was like, all right, there's probably more to talk about here. You did your service by having you gone at the trade deadline? Bingo. I feel like I did a lot. I'm a big baseball show. Oh, yeah. baseball guy. <laughs> I'm a big baseball show. I am. Yeah. <laughs> That's a joke. Let's move along now back to the NFL. Joining us one day after his wife celebrated another trip around his son, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. Yeah! 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 AJ. AJ, how are you? How's it going, guys? How's the show going? Hey, show's not too shabby. Yeah, Jim Mercy on told a pretty legendary story. Euclid just broke down all of baseball for us in layman's terms and told us that the Pirates are going to stink. And I <laughs> stuck around just so I could say hello because I missed you a little bit yesterday. I'm about to bail out here as Darius Butler takes the man of the desk here. So I just want to say hello. How you doing? Any other inf- uh, information we need to know, maybe from a best friend of yours that you're an insider for? 
Uh, no, it's good for you. Thanks for sticking around. It's good to, to see you and talk to you. No, I have nothing on Aaron other than the obvious uh, golf cart that Takatari gifted him. That's okay. all I know. It's a nice cart, though. I like it. I would oh. like one of those. All right, let's talk about the golf cart, and maybe Takatari will send you one, especially because you sent him a gift that he then posted on the internet and gave away his entire address <laughs> to the world as a payback. <laughs> maybe for that situation, he gets you a golf cart as well. Hey, we're talking embroidered leather seats there. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Uh, Aston Martin, Ashton Martin is what Takatari uh, uh, was calling it. Aaron Rodgers stated whenever he debuted it on the internet so glad some of my teammates like me all right that's awesome to hear because i had heard something much 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 differently on television about his teammates maybe losing respect for him takatari has never given aaron a gift before it's been a conversation piece not only with us and aaron us and bakhtiari us and basically everybody in that locker room this is an incredible gift and a welcome back great to have you pal let's go ahead and try to win a super bowl here mr mvp from bakhtiari it's good to see love in 69 on the back here I didn't see the license plate until right now. That thing's awesome. I mean, I bet it's pretty quick as well. And I know he, he has that nice uh, what steering wheel cover that Aaron will definitely keep on, right? <laughs> well, you know, Aaron did put his hand on it and rest on it. It's like old school, you know, when people used to dress up their cars a lot more, whether it was something on the mirror or the wheel used to get wrapped, whether it was big fur or people got the rubber ones because yeah. I'm going racing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Camo. You can get the camo steering wheel cover. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of gifts there. I like the big pink fluffiness. He'll probably keep it on there, right? I don't think I know Aaron well enough, but if he likes nice, comfortable hands on there, will he be allowed to ride this around Green Bay or is it bicycles only? I, I would imagine he can do whatever he wants. If he wants to cruise around Green Bay and that thing, I think he will be welcome. Okay, so since you said that, you would say that what this whole situation was a successful operation for Aaron now that he can do whatever he wants and drive golf carts around and maybe have pink fluffy things on the uh, steering wheel? <laughs> Yeah, I'd say it's, this is just another, re- another reason, another form of, yes, I was successful in what I did by staying away during the offseason. Case closed. Boom. Case closed. That's it. They moved some money, I guess. And uh, I guess the way it reads is he'll be an actual free agent after 2022 season, but then they offset some money for if he was to be traded next offseason, I think. There's Randall Cobb back on the team. I assume there's going to be other conversations. What's going to happen? What have you have you heard anything from him about this whole thing? I haven't chatted with him since the contract has been agreed upon. I assume that was much closer, I think, to being agreed upon whenever he arrived than it actually was because it seemed like there was still some negotiating happening by both parties whenever they were speaking publicly there. So I didn't know. I thought they had a deal like a handshake agreement done. That was not the case, huh, until they got this contract completely signed? I guess. I mean, what what is the one or two sticking points? There's always something that doesn't really feel like a big deal that they're stuck on. And I don't know what that is in this contract. And there has we're going to learn more and more, I think, as the days roll on, as the season rolls on. Because a lot of reports about contracts miss out on, like, I don't know, like 78 clauses that are potentially yep. in there. Because they get the headlines. They get the headlines of the contract. But it's the devil that lives Right there in the details. Right Boom. The details. Well, Sab's living there. Everybody's wondering where the devil is, you know? Mm-hmm. Devil's everywhere. He's Learn. Definitely in the details on page 97 of those NFL contracts. <laughs> yeah. AJ, you and Darius Butler will man this ship for another, you know, hour and 37 minutes or so. Let's do it. I can't wait to watch while I head to beautiful Minneapolis, Minnesota, and, uh, have the greatest SmackDown in history SmackDown. Hell yeah! What's going to happen tonight? Anybody know? Oh, something I massive. Know. I hope Huge. Cena's there. Yeah. You know, I, I do believe Summer of Cena has continued. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter, though. It's all, all that matters is 
Roman Reigns. Uh-huh. Come on, Us. Usos too. Big yeah. Us. Usos back. I mean, they're gonna throw it down tonight too. Bianca Belair's back from Rolling Loud. Nice. Here we go. That Rolling Loud crowd loves them though. Oh, oh yeah, oh, they're yeah. pumped. Couldn't get enough. Two hundred thousand No idea that was happening. Might have been a super spreader. Rolling lot? Oh yeah. Oh, that's that's no. rich coming from you, D bud. <laughs> so sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions. Millions of dollars to their users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sports book going for a lot of reasons. Most of them, what I just said. Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it now. Nah. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel, shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. Hey, we got a special caller calling in right now. Uh, he's probably checking in to make sure this shit ain't burning down. We got Pat on the line. What's up, Pat? Yeah. You're not driving, are I, you? Come on, man. Hey, I am driving to the airport, okay? And I was having a great feel-good Friday, and a couple things have happened here. Okay, uh-oh. AJ, I don't need you saying that the desk matches my cluttered mind and all. Get over it, all right? The desk is just fine. Darius loves it. Darius, how nice is that desk? Hey, I operate well in chaos. This is this is pretty good. A lot of shit going on. My mind start wondering. I can lock in and, you know, RIP the big fella. We got this dub. Only part I hate is this part right here. Oh, oh yeah, let's go on ears. Bad memories. <laughs> Bad memories. What's um, up, though, Pat? I completely understand, and that is not why I'm calling in. I'm actually going to park on the side of the road here, so I do this thing full of, uh, have a good one. Yeah, hey, good to see you. Hey, Carson Wentz is already hurt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I don't know if you guys have talked about this yet. Zito texted me after seeing me tweet about Schefter's report. No, 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 is basically what I said. Schefter broke the news that Carson Wentz is out indefinitely as he undergoes further testing on a foot injury that he suffered at the end of Thursday's practice. Per Mike Wells. Hey, shout out Mike Wells. Shout out Mike Wells. Mike Wells. Coach second-year QB Jacob Eason took the starter reps at today's practice with Sam Ellinger as the backup. Okay, couple quick things here. All right? Let's assume that this isn't that big of a deal. Carson Wentz is saying, hey, you know what? I need a little day. Maybe he's just relaxing. Maybe it's not as serious as maybe Schefter's talking about. I don't know anything about Jacob Eason. All right? I love Sam Ellinger. I knew he said, <laughs> we're back with Texas. They weren't. I think he's a great player, though. I think he's a great player. He'll be fantastic. I thought Carson Wentz was going to win the MVP again. <laughs> AJ, Derek, Hold on. what the hell happened? I need to know for you, though, Pat, are you more worried, though, the fact they said they need to, you know, he needs to undergo more testing because that usually is saying, hey, we need to rule out some things. We want to make sure it's not something more serious. Yeah, this is like a a field, you know, in golf, they say like, uh, because I've been doing a lot of golf lately because I'm going to win 20 million from this son of a bitch in the middle. (laughs) Hell yeah! You know, in golf, whenever they're teaching golf, they say like a feel versus a real thing. You know, like feel versus real. Like, hey, you need to do this. It needs to feel like this, but it's actual. 
I think the tests hopefully are like Carson saying some things and the incredible medical staff at the Indianapolis Colts. I cannot stress this enough. I have had great experiences. I don't know about everybody else, but I know there's a lot of other people that have a lot of respect with them. I think the more tests is probably Carson's explaining some things. Maybe this is how I'm feeling. Let's go get some more tests or scan, whatever the hell is going on further testing. Is that physically? Is that scans? What does that mean? I don't know, but it is a little scary to know that I saw Carson Wentz throw a 70 yard pass yesterday <laughs> due to the Pythagorean theorem across the field. I was having a feel good Friday shot to CPDMC and then Adam Schefter breaks my heart yet again. When fucked it up. I hope it's less than, than what it feels like right now because we're way too early in this Carson Wentz is all the way back conversation. We can't even have, we haven't even had a chance to really enjoy it, Darius. Yeah, so. I, I, I'm not too worried personally, man. Early in training camp, got a little injury. Be smart, don't push it. I mean, this dude, we saw this dude come back, tear his ACL, take a snap, throw a touchdown. Tough country guy, not worried about Carson. He'll be all right this year. MVP odds probably stay the same. Uh, but I, I, I'll reach out to some sources to get some more information. But uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not stressed about it at all. That's Carson what that right. mess does, AJ. And you somehow microdose your way through it and still remain toxic. Did you hear how positive Darius was about this situation? Yeah. How come that couldn't happen to you when you? How was I not it? positive? I was asking a follow-up question because of the tweet. How it was worded. I'm trying to ask a follow-up to you, a known Colts fan. Like, how do you feel? Because you can represent Colts Nation and maybe make them feel a little bit better about this situation. Well, Darius got that handled, okay? I had the full panic. All right, I was the Colts fan that had a full panic relax, there. Relax, relax. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm literally driving, okay? Dri All right, I get to a red light. Oh, this is awesome. About to hop on a bird, fly to Minnesota, have an anniversary weekend after the biggest SmackDown in the history of SmackDowns. I stopped at a red light, I opened my phone. First tweet, because the Twitter algorithm says, hey, Pat, we want to fucking ruin your day real quick. <laughs> Adam Schefter, bang, right there on top. Carson's out with a hurt foot. I'm like, golly, that was it right there. Zito just did it again, or Foxy just did it again. So I'm happy to hear there's a little bit more positivity than when I was radiating. You guys are doing a great job. I got to get on this bird. I, 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 I'm I, happy to hear Carson's okay, because Darius Butler told me so. Hey, yeah, he'll, he'll be all right, man. We got some feel-good news coming up, though, out of out of a uh, superstar down there in Jackson Hole. Oh, but uh, you you got to take off. So you hey, say, hey, you want it? Do you need to hear it? You need to see it? I already saw it. It was lightning. I saw lightning, <laughs> I saw lightning happen. Trevor Lawrence touchdown to Timmy Tebow. Ooh. Oh yeah, Ooh. Yeah, baby. First Tim Tebow running with the first team on the same page. Umbilical cord with Trevor Lawrence already. <laughs> Make your plans go, Tebow. Those odds will be changing quick. How far was it? How far was the touchdown pass? We'll see. It'll 20, be coming up like here. Like 85? <laughs> I, I assume 99. The thing was, Tim Tebow caught the ball so well and so naturally and looked so fast. Landed it could have been. The field wasn't long enough is what I'm saying. Who cares how long it was? It could have been forever. You know, it, it, that's, what it was, that's what it felt like. You know what Nobody I mean? was catching him. You're saying, yeah. There's no way nobody, anyone was catching him. No, not this, not this Tim Tebow, not Keto Tebow, not Tebow Tebow. No way, this Tebow, he's unbelievable. This is T E one, dude. T E Bo, hey. have a good one, boys. I appreciate you all. Take so care, much. man. Hey, hey, try, man. Uh, yeah. All right, that's the show. Thank you guys so much for listening, following along, tweeting at us. We appreciate the hell out of you. We know how much other shit there is out there that you could be listening to. The fact that you. Spend your afternoons and evenings with us is awesome. You guys are the best. Have an incredible weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Cheers. Cheers.